another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hello, Broads. Hi, Broads. Bachelor Broads. We're back. We're back batch in broad. in Batch Broad recap action. We're, we're just doing the damn thing. Is that what's going on, B? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, we're... Yeah. I mean, last week we just didn't even do... Whatever. Who needs Sean Lowe's season anyway? Sorry, I Sean. I, I don't know. I, I didn't watch it, actually. I shouldn't even say that. Oh, really? But, it was actually... Yeah. It was a very good season. But I got to be real with you. K, KB, Kaylin Bristow season was one of my top three seasons so i was Kaylin's looking season forward true yeah it truly is one of the best of all time there's just now, so much drama and like crazy shit that hit the fan and like the shaming that went on and the two women starting from the top and so many things that i was angry at abc about <laughs> now the thing i'm realizing though is that like wait whose season was caitlin on caitlin was, was on, on chris on? souls chris souls okay yeah. obviously they're not going to cover him for obvious reasons various reasons yes um but i i re- i am kind of disappointed because it seems like they're just kind of doing the last 10 seasons or I, like do you know what i mean i don't think they're actually doing like i know well their their greatest of all time is just the past five years when, it seems when they were showing clips they were showing clips from like colton season i'm like are we going to they rewatch colton season they can't be i'm like come on come on abc we just we just watched it and also don't do that to colton and cassie they just broke up like oh lord knows oh like that's gonna be just not fun to have to rewatch post a breakup like months I, before i know we didn't even we obviously there's more important things to talk about we didn't even get into that weird thing was is i was going through their instagrams like two days before their breakup announcement you know i yeah. do that periodically the with casual couples. scope just sure. gotta check in <laughs> gotta t- and gotta i was touch like base i was like hmm interesting last photo posted together was for promotional coffee with colton like obligatory couple post like yeah interesting. i wasn't surprised I, I wasn't surprised that they broke up you know i i my, yeah, my no condolences. At all to them, no, my but... condolences to both of them. You know, I, 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 I just didn't necessarily. As like time went on, after he put the book out and like certain responses, I just felt like I don't. It just didn't necessarily seem like it was going. Oh, to what do you mean about the book forever. out thing? No, it just like he put the book out, and I didn't feel like. And and then he kept talking about like you know how much he loves Cassie and and how she helped him in so many ways. But it didn't feel like, and I know that it's not always about that passionate love. Like, yeah, it that's didn't not feel like how, the passion was But I there. didn't feel that there. And and again, sometimes that's not what's always important. But it made me kind of feel like, oh, this might not end up. Well, I think lasting. maybe like the con- like beyond. Yeah, I agree with the passion thing. I also just feel like maybe the connection was lacking too. Right. They seem like they like might just, be friends for people. the rest of forever. Like they'll probably be lovely with each other for the rest of all time. But. I don't know. I mean, yeah, they they both seem really nice. I just think yeah. that they're like not. I don't think they're. Yeah, I think they just weren't each other's forever person. I wonder if we'll see them Sad. on a, a future Bachelor in Paradise. Who knows? Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. I could see Colton going in for around 15. <laughs> you know, I I maybe I, I'm going to bite my tongue because maybe I did say I never want to see Colton on my screen again. 
But I don't feel like I felt that way after his season. No, I think I don't you feel and like I, I felt it over him. We started in reverse. We were like, we yeah. can't believe he's the fucking bachelor. Are you kidding me? And we were like throwing things. And then by the end of the season, we were like, we like him. <laughs> we like the way that this wrapped up. I would watch him on Paradise again. I actually would. <laughs> me too. Is that crazy? I, um, you know what? I love, I love when they bring back. I love when we get, you know, round 12s of people. I, I, I'm not one of those haters who's like, oh my gosh, I've seen them so many times again. Sometimes, you know, I, they're okay, not my favorite, but I don't, it doesn't bother me. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, what's hilarious though, is that I um, was on uh, Almost Famous last week with Ben and Ashley yes. and I made some joke about like Ben being on every season. He was like, well, I don't think that's going to happen again. But he must like I think he must have been thinking I was talking about as a contestant because here we are. <laughs> it's not even like it wasn't even like his season is next week. We're going to watch a whole another episode with him. And yet he still had an appearance somehow on Kate, like on this recap. We were like, listen, we're a little thrown off that you didn't show up in the flesh on Hannah's season on a Hannah season. So that was a little weird. And we're like, maybe he's fizzling out. Maybe he's not going to be the new Chris Harrison. And all of a sudden in this episode, he's, he's just like, back, baby. <laughs> You're going to rewatch my season next week, <laughs> which I'm excited. But do you see what I mean? Like, I feel like they're doing just all the bachelor seasons. Like how many episodes of this are they doing? Ten, I think. See, Sean, Caitlin, Ben, then who, and, uh, right. Mm, I think they're going to do, ben? I think they're going to do Jojo. Jo- oh yeah. They're obviously going to do Jojo's. Yeah. And then after Jojo was Nick, right? Yeah. They're obviously going to do Nick's season. They're obviously going to do Rachel's yeah. season. And then they're going to do. So they're just doing the last Then they're going to do Ari's season. That's what I'm saying. They're just do. They're going to do all of. I love that it's called the greatest of all time. And it's literally just the most recent episode. That's what I'm saying. Wait, hold on. I got to go through this real quick. Sorry, everyone. Sean, Caitlin, then Ben, um, then Jojo, then Nick, then Rachel, then Ari. Wait, if there's 10 episodes, then after Ari, Becca, then uh Colton Colton then are they gonna do Hannah's give me a break I bet they'll wrap maybe Maybe it's nine weeks maybe the final one will be um they'll do like Trista's or Tristan or I always forget I feel bad who's that the like the original bachelorette and they're still together so she's like the OG bachelorette they did show a clip from Allie's, so maybe they will like jump oh, back yeah, to Allie's. Oh, yeah, maybe they'll, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I don't oh, no, know. They're going to do Allie's. Like... They're going to do oh, Allie's. Okay. okay. They're, they're going okay. to. So they're going to be bouncing all around. I thought for a second it was literally going to just be the last four years of The Bachelor. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of The Bachelor. Speaking of The Bachelor. Hey, broads, we officially have a Bachelor and we officially have the first Black Bachelor <sighs> in the franchise. This is very interesting. Um, actually, it's kind of a bummer. We were going to have um, two black girls, one rose to come on and commentate today about Matt James as the choice for Bachelor. They're unavailable for vacation reasons. But next week they're going to come on and yes. we're going to get their thoughts on Matt James. And then they'll also recap um, the recap, the recap for next week. Right. for Ben's season. Natasha um, and Justine are fantastic. They will be. Yeah, we'll see if you have the little ones or not. Um, but hope, Natasha and Justine yeah. are fantastic. And yeah, we really want to get their input because 
um, they've this is something we've been bit. talking about for a long time. They are one of the original Bachelor Recap podcasts, and they have been talking about this from the beginning. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited to to talk with them about it. But uh, so, next week, but yeah, our thoughts. Yes. Now it's interesting because when I text you about this, I was like, "Why do I still feel?" I think I said something like, "Why do I still feel like pissed? Why do I still feel pissy about this? Like, why doesn't?" I don't know. I felt weird. How yeah. did you feel? So I felt a few things. Number one, I'm very excited to see Matt because from everything, like the little that we know, he seems like a fantastic person and he's involved in like so many awesome like charities and his work and I, he just seems great. So I'm super excited to see him. Um, I'm so happy that they finally have a black bachelor and I have to like have to say shout from the rooftop rooftops at batch diversity because those people got shit done so fast ever like Dude, for years people did. have been like why isn't this happening and batch diversity said uh we are gonna make this happen and bombarded ABC so major props um I did feel a little weird because it felt so obligatory like they got so many people from like in general and also so many people from the franchise calling them out for it they had rachel Lindsay being like i'm removing myself from this franchise if this doesn't change and all those like all those pieces that i what i would have wished and like i said i am super excited to watch matt but what i what what i would have wished is that we watched Claire's season and maybe they would have come out with an, a statement and said like we're sorry we've been doing this wrong we're going to check out like we're going to make sure that our, our our staff is diverse our producers are di diverse we will do better mm -hmm. and then organically have the bachelor be someone that we meet on Claire's season which might yeah. have been Matt and then they yeah. can choose a um like a black bachelor or um you know a person of color and, and like just happen organically, not just be like, we got this big, like all these signatures coming at us. And then we're going to be like, oh, oh, fuck, here's someone. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So this is. Yeah, I'm going to read. I want to read. Um, I'm going to I want to read a screenshot from Rachel Lindsay's Instagram. Yes. Which I felt like I felt like she summed it up pretty well. Kind of what you're talking about. I think what like. Yeah, so she said, congrats to Matt James. Happy to see that a black man was cast after 18 years and 40 seasons. That's crazy. That's a lot. Wild. Um, she said, I believe is a step in the right direction. I would be remiss to not point out that based on the current climate, it feels like a knee-jerk reaction and a result of societal pressure. This announcement, without any further commitments regarding diversity, sweepingly brushes deeper issues under the rug. Till we see action to address the systemic racism within the franchise, the casting news today is equivalent to the trend of posting a black box on your social media account without other steps taken to dismantle the systems of injustice. I look forward to hearing more about the additional efforts the franchise plans to make to make towards change. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they responded back pretty quickly. I mean, who knows if it was really directly you know, in response to Rachel Lindsay, but I don't know if you saw a lot of producers and other people actually I think all the producers posted this. We are excited to move forward with both Matt James as the new bachelor and Claire Crawley as the new bachelorette. 
We acknowledge our responsibility for the lack of representation of people of color on our franchise and pledge to make significant changes to address this issue moving forward. We are taking positive steps to expand diversity in our cast, in our staff, and most importantly, in the relationships that we show on television. We can and will do better to reflect the world around us and show all of its beautiful love stories. So. We'll see. I mean, that was a that was a that was a nice response. And we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I think it's great because now the whole audience has this sort of like account. You know, we're all holding uh, the Bachelor franchise sort of accountable for these promises Absolutely. that they made. And I feel like, you know. The response being like, I'm happy, but like also like that. It feels obligatory, like, you know, might sound at. I exactly what Rachel Lindsay said, I think was the perfect response to it. And I think that's probably why you and I, when we first got the news, it's like you you are so you're happy, but it also like she was saying feels obligatory, but yeah. glad that they put that statement out and we will continue as a broad squad to hold them accountable as we move forward in the future. I mean, I do. I, I do think it's a bummer. Like you were saying, I mean, I don't I I only know what I know about Matt from Tyler's Instagram. So like I know. I, I wish we, we would have know him. I know. I wish we would have been able to get to know him on Claire's season. And that's what Rob Mills said too. He's like, we were discussing whether or not to have him on Claire's season and then announce him as Bachelor. And like this wasn't because of the the pressure that was put on us. And I'm like, oh okay. Yeah, no. But if it bums me out, I'm I, what I really hope is that they then make an effort, like maybe throughout Claire's season to show us clips like Matt at home, you know, like, like maybe what Matt's been doing well, while we're filming Claire's season. We have a segment of what's Matt up to, like at the very end of each episode, we zoom in with Matt and we get to know Matt a little more because I want to do something like I, that. I hope they do, because I would like to get more a little more emotionally attached to Matt before the season starts. Well, maybe they'll cover Hannah's season and maybe they'll introduce Matt through Tyler on the recap of Hannah's season. Interesting thought. Interesting thought. But that's still such a recent recent season. But it looked like they were going to because oh, hello, Luke. <laughs> hello, Luke. All over the preview. <gasps> Do you think that if they recap with that they're gonna get a hold of Luke to talk? Oh, I, I pray. <laughs> um Dear Lord. <laughs> I pray. But we what was I going to say? Well, Claire didn't really want Matt on her season anyway, based on what she said on her Twitter. It, so like maybe it all worked out. It didn't seem like it was going to go well. But I also think I am confident that he would have come in night one and said to her, at least again, from like the things we've seen of Matt via all of his um, social media presence is that he'd go up to Claire and be like, listen. It was, it was all donation. It was I was taking all the money and donating it directly. I'm sorry if that offended you. I'm here to get to know. I, I'm just sure he would have just would. Sorry um, if it offended you, bitch, <laughs> dumb bitch. <laughs> they already have me under contract to be the bachelor anyway. So I'm just here out of obligation. OK, OK. Uh, <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how this plays out. But I am really excited. It's I'm super be cool. excited. I'm super so, excited. And that means that maybe we'll get some Tyler, our Lord and Savior, maybe popping around. We'll get a little more Ty in, in action. He's not my Lord and Savior anymore. I know. Ryan from Listen to Your Heart has become my Lord and Savior, to be perfectly honest. But 
what else do we have to talk about? Oh, can we just talk about real quick how... Oh, wait, no. Should we bring this up when... Oh, by the way, Nick's coming on on the second half of the podcast. I almost forgot. (laughs) We are going to be joined by Nick Fial. None other. Of course, we have to have him on when we're discussing KB's recap season because, I'm sorry, was this... It was almost like a half and half. It was the Nick and Caitlin love story that we watched. Oh, I love it. I I loved loved it. it. I loved it. And I, Becca... I forgot, and we'll get into this, I forgot how unreal their sexual chemistry was. Dude, like, they had, like, it was real, and it was there. I can't wait to talk about okay. it. It's going to be so much fun. Um, but let's get into the re- the recap of this recap, because let's- I did, this is this is one of my favorite seasons as well, so I'm excited. Yes. All right. Well, before we we dive into this recap, oh, and I, I love the way they even set it up. I, I, I celebrated watching this. I had I had a good time re-watching this. It was like 45 minutes too long for me, but I could I could have gone without some of the the interviews. Um, oh yes, like I didn't need Hannah Ann and the Maddie, Maddie thing. I didn't need Claire and and who was that other person? Uh, uh, De- Deanna. Deanna. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever never watched her season, so I'm not sure. It was all a bunch of fluff that was so yeah. I didn't need Ben. I mean, no shade Ben, no shade Ben. But we're gonna see you next week. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, there was a lot of that where I was like, I don't get this. But, but anyway. overall, I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, okay, well, before we get into that, broads, uh, plain and simple, uncertainty sucks. That's just how it is. Uh, from the time I was young, I have been a planner. I like my ducks in a row. But the world is anything but certain right now, and that can be really hard. And if the current state of unpredictability is causing extra stress... Trust me, I get it. I think everyone does. That's why we're so excited to tell you all about Talkspace, the online therapy platform designed to help you get through anything life throws at you. I fully believe that just talking through things can be massively helpful in certain mm-hmm. situations. I, I definitely feel that personally. And everyone deserves to have access to that kind of help. So Talkspace Online Therapy matches you with a licensed therapist from the comfort of your own home, and you'll be able to start your sessions instantly. And after you've matched, you can reach out to your therapist 24-7, so the help you need is always available, and every message you send is secure and private thanks to Talkspace's commitment to using the latest technology, so your info is safe no matter what. Not only can you send unlimited messages to your therapist, and they'll engage with you at least five days a week, five days a week, uh, but it's unbelievably affordable. One month of Talkspace costs about the same as a single in-person session. Uh, Therapy should never be off limits because of money or time, and everyone deserves to share what's on their mind and get the help that they need, and Talkspace makes that possible. We all need to talk to somebody sometimes and Talkspace gives us the support we deserve at a price we can afford. You can match with your perfect therapist at Talkspace.com or download the app. Just use promo code chatty to get $100 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com promo code chatty. Okay. Well, B, I don't know why it is, but when I, when I hear fast food, I'll just typically equate it with unhealthy food. Like for some reason, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm speaking for all the broads. I have no idea. But in my head, um, it's just that order that you think that a meal has to be carefully prepared for hours ahead to be nutritious. And this couldn't be more incorrect. Okay. Case in point, all of the amazing options available from Daily Harvest that are healthy 
delivered to your door, kept fresh in your freezer, and are ready to be eaten in just a few minutes whenever you are ready to enjoy them. Daily Harvest is an absolute godsend around my house. I just got a box in last week. I got an extra big one um, prepping for postpartum. Yes. They've got so many options across a ton of categories. Smoothies, harvest bowls, soups, oats, flatbreads, and... Oh, oh. They have something called scoops now. Oh, which girl, is, tell them about the scoops. Guys, mm, the strawberry scoops, holy cow, delicious. If you can believe it, tastes better than real ice cream. None of the fillers are refined sugars. And it's also made out of, I think they're all made out of coconut cream. Um, absolutely fantastic. It's perfect when you're craving something sweet and refreshing. I, I'm, I've gone through it's, like two or three cartons of it in the past week. They are so good personally my favorite right now is the vanilla salted one um and there's oh ash- yeah there's ashwagandha in it okay and i think in the I strawberry know. one there's probiotics like you're yeah. having these delicious creamy treats that also have things that are just making and your there's, body there's like no garbage in it i was I, going I, through the ingredients i li- so i could not believe it um it's you, you can't believe how that it's healthy because it is so decadent i've got more than a few tubs in my freezer just like back right now because you never know when that late night sweet tooth is gonna hit and of course, desserts are great. But like I said, I first fell in love with Daily Harvest because they do deliver the most delicious clean food right to your door. Everything takes minutes to prepare instead of hours uh, for a healthy meal. And you can count me in on that. And also, again, mm-hmm. so many options now. They used to just yep. have a few. It, they have endless amounts I, I of different options. I feel like they've switched up some of their bowls, too, because yes. I tried one the other day and I was like, wait, this is somehow even better than when i first tried it like a year ago i'm obsessed uh yeah they're like constantly improving and adding new things if i did a fridge tour right now you would be like oh (laughs) daily uh harvest is the only thing in there yep okay so you can go to dailyharvest.com and you can enter promo code chatty and you're gonna get 25 dollars off your first box i've used the promo code myself it's promo code chatty for 25 dollars off your first box at dailyharvest.com dailyharvest.com and like we've said before also makes a fantastic gift yes it does okay all right so this season so first and foremost what i would like to just take note of before we dive into the actual season is just the setup of these um bachelor goat episodes Chris Harrison is sitting. It's so absurd. <laughs> it's the most absurd thing I've ever seen. Chris- His son standing there. Grayson's like, why is he there? What is that kid doing there? He calls his son out so and he's, he's like, cameraman. my one cameraman, Joshua. And Joshua is in basketball shorts and a t-shirt. And he's just like, dad, dad, stop. <laughs> you, you told me you'd pay me a couple extra bucks for this dad. <laughs> He's just standing. Why am I on? Why am I on camera? He has. He. We are in his home office. There are bundles of roses that are set out in little clumps at the corner. Chris Harrison's book is prominently displayed over his left shoulder. What's hilarious is they're acting like he set this up. Like one hundred percent, they had the camera crew and some of the art department come in to stage this. It's not like they're being like COVID compliant, and he was setting him and his son were setting it up themselves. It's like if you if you <laughs> believe that there is one ca- if there is one person with Chris Harrison in the room and it's Joshua, you know what? Then you believe <laughs> you believe that Joshua and I'm sure he's very talented, but Joshua then is running all those rigs. He also has the the screen going. So Chris Harrison can read his lines and he's have no, there is a whole crew in there. And I it's just ridiculous. I love to it picture hilarious. I love picturing Chris and Josh setting it up, though. Oh I do love God. that idea. 
It was it was truly absurd. Um, Chris is like, Josh, put your mask on. Go to the grocery store. We need a bundle of fresh new roses. OK, let's send them out. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh. Um, also. Yeah, th- th- there's always something with the intros, you know, it's like he what, what he was talking about, like 2015 as if like, like a time capsule. Like yes. in 1972. He said Hamilton was the biggest selling musical Him, I- and Caitlyn Jenner introduced herself to the world. <laughs> <laughs> and later on, he said something, too, like it was something about some Internet trend where he's like, everyone was planking. I mean, that wasn't it, but it was that <laughs> said, kind of he thing. He said everyone was debating whether the dress was blue or yellow. It was blue, by the way. Or blue or green or whatever it was. It was just like, who's going stop. rogue on these cue cards? Stop. For real. <laughs> Tell this Chris to okay. stop improving. Stop. The first memes rolled their way out onto it. Like, what? Stop. SpongeBob. <laughs> SpongeBob got the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> also, why didn't they, why, instead of having Josh, they should have had Lauren Zima in like something slinky behind the camera. <laughs> oh, what a missed opportunity. What I, a missed opportunity. I know. I'm sure Lauren's pissed about that. I'd be like, come on, give me my give me my time it. in the sun. Come on. Well, anywho. Caitlin season. That, you know, I have to say it just came flooding back to me as we were watching it like it was yesterday. I remember. I yesterday. Was in, I was in college. I mean, I, I still am, but... I remember with being in one of my friend's studios and we were working on a project together and we would talk about it like every week. We'd be like, so. Like, oh, yeah. Girl, I, I was. Rem- I remember it all so clearly. I was pregnant watching it. Oh, no way. Yeah. So it was something I'd look forward to every week. And Evan and I watched it. And Evan watched that season with me because um, he watched the second half of Chris, Chris Soul's season and was in love with Caitlin. And so we were both, we were team Caitlyn. And when they started, when they did us dirty and they started this uh, season with two bachelorettes, I remember that first episode being so anxious. I'm like, get Brit out of here. No shade, girl. I did not remember how truly fucked up it was until like watching it back this time. I could not believe it. When he like broke it to Brit, when he, when Chris Harrison was like setting it up, for so long and then tells Brit you're you're not going to be the bachelorette. I would throw myself off the roof of the mansion if that was me. <laughs> I mean, that was insane. I couldn't believe they did that to her. Also, hey ABC, you know what's even more fucked up? You're going to do this nonsense to these these women and then you never reciprocated and did it to dudes, okay? Right. It's like, seriously, you're going to have the two women and the men had to come out of the limo and choose put, which direction to go they to. They should have put Nick and Ben on the uh, <laughs> on the on the next one and then crush seriously? Nick again. <laughs> Poor Nick. Oh, God. Uh, but seriously, yeah. it, that 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 all of a sudden I that was when I remembered that they never did that with the guys. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You're going to make the women go through that. And then you're and then you're not going to make the guys feel like shit. It's also just absurd to me because, like, um, I don't know Brit. I didn't watch the se- I didn't. Was she on Crystals too? I didn't watch Crystal yes. season. Yes. So, but it just seems so obvious that they were going to make Caitlyn the Bachelorette, and I'm sure they just rigged it up perfectly where they said it was like one vote off or something like that. 
And it's like they 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 knew obviously the producers knew who they were going to have be the bachelorette. So it's just such a yeah. it's just such a horrible game to play. It was also just I I remember watching that first episode and being like, okay, Brit's like the 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 consummate pageant girl. Like that was just her. Yeah, and it was so exciting to see Caitlyn be one of the options because Caitlyn was funny and goof like genuinely goofy it wasn't like the Mm -hmm. typical like I'm quirky and you're like no you're not our typical (laughs) no you're not she was quirky and funny and fun and like sparkly and it was exciting to be like oh we're gonna have a different type of girl and then they have her lined up with Brit and you're like am I gonna get the pageant queen again no, they're just going to crush her on national television. <laughs> no, they're just going to devastate her publicly. <laughs> Horrible. Could not believe. I couldn't um, believe they didn't interview her either. I'm like, that's even shadier. I know. I know. <laughs> You're um, not going to catch up with this poor girl after you devastate her? Okay, so highlights early. Hi- I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about all things Nick with Nick because that was, like you said, the second half of the episode. Of course, uh, pr- basically, yeah. Broads, this is going to be an interesting type of recap because obviously, if you watched, as you know, it was all over the place. So <laughs> it's not possible to literally recap like the season, but we can no, talk like about we highlights. Said, like we said, I don't really care about the interviews. I mean, even with Hannah, Anna, and Maddie, they didn't give any good tea. On like their opinions on Peter and Kelly, it was very diplomatic, very, very, very well done, very, on, very on beautifully done, beautifully done, ladies. But also, like, I wanted her to come for Barb. I was really hoping for a. Oh, I know. A, she was basically like, I mean, what she basically said was like, I reflected on it, and like, she was just doing what she thought. And I was like, oh damn, okay, you're a bigger person than I am, that's for sure. And then Chris Harrison um, was just like, well, last week Barb came on and was just literally just doing a Kelly chant. So how do you feel about that? <laughs> Which I'm really bummed I missed. I know. I might go back and watch it just for that. Uh, (laughs) But um, yeah, didn't care about any of those. Now, some things from Caitlyn's season. For some reason in my mind, Mm -hmm. I always remembered the JJ and Clint situation being somehow with Nick involved. You thought that Nick was like part of their like their duo no, it was a trio. I, I remember. I remembered like JJ. I I was getting really confused, and I was like mixing it up. Like in my in my memory, I was like mixing it up with Andy's season, and I was thinking that JJ and Nick were best friends. Oh, I don't know why. Oh, you forgot about and I forgot Clint, Clint aka uh, Heath Ledger. Yeah, Clint. Clint would reminded me of uh, like JPJ's evil twin brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Clint was actually really sexy. He was him, so but... hot. I forgot about how hot Clint was. Me too. And what a raging asshole. <laughs> I can. Okay, no, wait. But who threw. I remember all those scenes and they were cracking me up again with their bromance. It was killing me. It was the it was one of my favorite parts of Caitlyn's season. A villain's got a vill. <laughs> I totally re- I remembered it so vividly once they said that. I was like, oh my God. I I remember him also, and maybe my memory is serving me incorrectly, but I remember him being in a robe frequently. Like I feel like Clint, Clint? Was, in a, was often in a robe and was also doing like kind of a menacing laugh with a drink walking around all yeah, the time. I, I don't think you've created that memory. Okay. I definitely sort of like, yeah, like, 
<laughs> like this villainous with like a dirty kind of martini. Air. Yes, I I don't know if that's created, but I have the same thing. We're going through the same experience. Clint has rich parents, offshore accounts. Clint has been on many yachts. Okay. But JJ, what a snake. The dirtiest dog that's ever existed on the franchise, perhaps? So I remember, okay, so I I was getting everything all jumbled. Then I remember watching it back. They didn't really talk much about JJ throughout the rest of the season, like throughout the rest of the recap about the season. But JJ went fairly far. And I remember being like, you know how that happens sometimes where someone will be the most villainous the first three weeks and then they kind of just gloss over it and then they make it through like most of the season. Yes. That happened with JJ. And there was never like the truth never really came out about what a snake he was like to Caitlin. You know, it was crazy. He was the dirtiest. Like he was so car salesman. like had the it. The fact that he threw Clint under the bus was insane. And Clint was devastated. Oh, and devastated. Then, and then <laughs> JJ, though, was crying when Clint left and like hits his fist against the wall and is like, son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like, it was literally the one like the that scene, got away. It was like the scene in Old Yeller where he has to like shoot Old Yeller behind the shed and he's like sobbing. It's like he had to put down. It's like he felt like he had to do it just to continue to have success. In it was Caitlin's seriously season. like a Brokeback Mountain moment, you know, where he's totally. just like, oh, what's the line from Brokeback Mountain where he's like, I can't quit I can't you. Quit you. <laughs> And with the Heath Ledger vibes, you know? It's yes, like, yes. I mean, JJ is no Jake Gyllenhaal, but no, you know no, what? No, no, no. <laughs> I that was just craziness. <laughs> it was such a pleasure to relive that. And what now I feel like, you know what? Actually, after watching this recap and seeing those moments, I want to go back and rewatch Caitlyn's like, full season because I want to see how good. JJ gets kicked off. Like, I don't remember certain... That's what I'm saying. Pieces. JJ just sort of like fades into the shadows and continues on the show for like five more weeks. Sw- I swear that's how it went down. It was and crazy. I was like, JJ so just confused. like turned into a bat and like flew off into the night. It was so weird. Like one <laughs> so episode, weird. he just like evaporated. It was so well, bizarre. <laughs> wasn't he on Paradise then? Oh, I think yeah. He was. I think he was too. You I don't know who really I remember. I always he's... mix up him and the Canadian. Who's that? Um, God, I always forget his name, but he's like super like he's not very smart <laughs> and he always says like the wildest shit. I'm going to I now I'm gonna, no idea who you're talking about. Broads, the broads are going to bombard me and I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I na- like I cannot believe I'm blanking on his name or what mm. season he was on. But mm. he was like he's super like he's super douchey was always like in a speedo and had this crazy body but and he was such a he was such a tool but somehow for some weird reason you kind of liked him or maybe that was just me (laughs) i feel like i'm gonna know who you're talking about like i feel like i'm gonna when i hear the name i'm gonna know it you'll know exactly who it is i'm gonna can't i have no idea what you're talking about right now i'm gonna find it i'm gonna um so there was that. Also, what it was interesting to note going through all these different or seeing all these different guys is how many of them are engaged or married now and like within the franchise. Yeah. But just going through it like, well, Ben's not, but Ben's engaged. 
not yes. somebody from The Bachelor. Tanner's married to Jade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared's married to Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? There's like there was one or two. I swear there's one or two other people where I was like, damn, these are like. I mean, Caitlin, Caitlin and Jason. Well, yeah, but I mean, like guys on her season. I was yeah. like realizing like how many like solid OG Bachelor guys were on her season and like really continued. She had to play a big role in the franchise. An excellent cast. An excellent cast. She did. Um, So some of the main guys on Caitlyn's season, obviously, like you said, there was Ben. Um, We were introduced to Ben. Um, Can we talk, though, about the scene where they have the sex ed scene with the kids? Oh, (laughs) my God. You mean when he started it out about two people being in love? And how first you're in love, dis- and then you get, and then you well, become interrupt me because he said that he was a sex education minor before this episode, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> he started out with being in love as as like that's how sex starts, and then there was something else yes. he said. First you fall in love, and then you decide to like make it physical, and I was like, Ben, not for all of us. Oh, and then he said when the egg and sperm meet, human life begins at that point, and I was like. Oh my god! <laughs> there seems like there's a lot of personal beliefs being uh, also, added into this conversation. He also pulled up Caitlin and made her the egg, and then he made himself the sperm. I know. And he's so like, like, and then you guys I become... are create a child. Then you guys are a, a baby, like, and then I, the sperm, come shooting towards the egg. I'm like, where are the costumes? <laughs> I need physical representation. Oh no! Oh my I gosh. I was laugh crying so hard, and I'm like, this was the moment when we all, when America saw that Ben would forever be a host involved with The Bachelor. Because, granted, whether or not you believed in the certain things that were coming out of his mouth during his sex ed talk, so he perfectly created The Bachelor. Like he somehow brought Caitlyn and their their romance and their date into this sex ed conversation to children. And he yes. put it so delicately and romantically. And I was like, ah, oh, Ben has forever been the perfect Bachelor host. He really needs... Did he already run for some sort of office? He really needs to run <laughs> for some sort of office. I'm we should serious. send him a letter. Like he's, he's got... He's just got this whole like diplomatic politician thing going on. I could definitely see really dig. Ben becoming maybe a senator later in yeah, life. So I'm thinking a congressman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> for Congress. Yeah, I can 100 percent see that. Yeah. At this point, I'll back him. Go for it. I support you. I endorse you. Where Where does he live? I don't know. Anyway, so. And then that blonde guy too. I forgot about him. Are we talking about he was sweet? Are you talking about Joshua? Yes. So I was not a Joshua fan. I can't. Didn't he ended up looking real bad? Right? She didn't play out well. This whole season. Okay. So, and I know we're going to talk to Nick, but this whole season, I remember during Andy's season, I couldn't stand Nick. Okay. Yeah. And then he comes back. For Caitlyn's. And at the beginning, I'm like, oh, no, not Nick. And then the way that all the guys treated him and the way he how coolly he handled it ended up making me fall in love with Nick during the season. So I didn't quite have that dramatic of an arc with my feelings about Nick. But I do remember with the breakup, uh, which we will, of course, get into this. I do remember being like, oh, fuck. 
And then I remember being like, mm, mm, I will. We'll talk about that with him. We'll talk about that with him. I'm not going to talk about but, that anymore. But with people with characters, I like to call them characters. With characters <laughs> like Joshua. It was like I remember liking him at the top, and then the, oh, the guys then he ended up getting pissed at her about bringing him back on. He huh? he was just he just couldn't, and numerous of the guys couldn't get over this whole Nick concept and they ended up just not looking their best because they just got so caught up. And you know who it reminded me of? I was Ooh. like, Oh my gosh, Nick became my Alea. Like I never liked Alea, but then when all the girls were oh. ganging up on Alea, then I was kind of like, I think I like Alea <laughs> just because yeah, it just, those bitches. it just yeah. wasn't fair. And I, and I didn't think that, you know, the reaction, I understand being week four and getting tweaked about it, but like, you know, and I felt similarly about Sean throughout it like uh, i had the, the a major crush on sean thought he was just you know what a what a gorgeous human being and i thought throughout the season i would have ups and down moments like in the way i felt about him because sometimes i was just like dude just just stop get over the nick thing like it was just he couldn't get past it and it just I know yeah I feel like I remember, yes, exactly, rooting for Nick sort of villainously in a way of like, well, fuck them. Like, I don't think I actually really liked Sean or really liked Nick, but I was rooting for Nick because, yeah, I agree. And watching some of it back, I was like, oh, like you didn't make yourself look so good guy to some of the I mean, Ian, what the gaslighting that was going on with him and and was crazy. Crazy. I forgot about Ian. That scene Me was too. wild. <laughs> that scene was wild. He came for her so hard. And so, like, unfairly. And so just judgmental. Like, ugh. Mansplaining about what kind of person she was. And just, ugh. I forgot. I forgot how much I appreciated. And, you know, I I feel like then we saw that same candor. Um, in Han- with Hannah during her season. Maybe that's yeah. why Hannah and, and Caitlin kind of had a parallel track mm. to me is Caitlin was so like forthright the whole time with the guys. And so I love there was that scene when she, you know, she took Clint out for the first date and then in front of all the guys, she called Clint out and was like, well, you haven't been talking I to know, me at I all. Know. And I was like, I loved that about her because it was that same Hannah Brown energy just saying it like it is and not having any questions. Like there were no questions on the table ever with her. Yeah. And even, even with the Nick piece, then when she later, you know, ends up sleeping with Nick and she's so forthright about everything. And I'm like, you know what? She really didn't have to say anything. I was thinking the same thing, especially <laughs> after all the conversations that we had about both Hannah and Peter I mean, we've had so many conversations about that in the past couple seasons. I know. And I was sort of like, well, good on her. Although I think people would have, I can you imagine the audience would have freaked out if she didn't tell, um, didn't tell Yeah, them. it was one of those things More so where than they already did. I know. And, and you remember how hard they, the, uh, the audience flipped on her and the amount of slut shaming that was happening. I do think that like, um, well, I think a big part of it that people freaked out about what didn't help her was how her and Nick ended because sure. And I, and I do want to talk about this with Nick cause there was like, I was so on his side during the breakup, like so on his side. And I think that that did not help her at all. Oh, 
Okay, well, hold on a second, Becca, because I'm seeing on our little zoomy zoom that <laughs> Nick Nick himself is is dialing in. So we're just gonna we're just gonna get all the tea from him. We we have to finish up this recap with him. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I mean, we have so much to talk about with all that. Did we miss any? I don't even feel like we missed anything. Girl, we missed a shit ton, but we're gonna get into the important <laughs> stuff. This is what matters. This is what we care about. Okay, we don't need to talk about them sumo wrestling or like Jared. I don't need to we talk about to talk all about the. Assless men on the season. <laughs> oh, I know. Like Jared and Ashley, that was an awkward little interview together. God bless. Love both of that them. That was awkward. I felt really bad for Ashley that she Me had to too. sit there. I love her so much. And, and I just... know she was also like trying to be like, it's not awkward. But then it was awkward because she had to say it wasn't awkward. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, but but you know but what? I, I but love then, them. Anyway. Before okay, but before sorry, Nick, you're gonna have to wait for one second. <laughs> you're gonna have to be held up in the Zoom for just one quick sec. Uh, before we talk to Nicholas, uh, here's the thing: depending on where in the world you live, things might have already opened up, or maybe they're just starting to. But a lot of us are trying to eliminate unnecessary gatherings or outings where uh, whenever we can. However, some errands are just unavoidable. For example, the post office, or is it really? Well. Thanks mm-hmm. to stamps.com, you can now do everything you would normally do at the post office right from your home. Yes, the post office is no longer an essential business for me because <laughs> I can do it from home. I love it. With stamps.com, you can print postage on demand, skip all the hassle of going to the post office. You can just use your home computer to print official U.S. postage anytime for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Plus, on stamps.com, you'll save money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office, like five cents off every first class stamp, which adds up, and up to 62% off shipping rates. And if that wasn't enough, stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounts up to 62% off and no UPS residential surcharges. This is my favorite new stamps.com feature. I mean, it's crazy. That's a lot of money saved on UPS packages and services because Mm -hmm. those prices can get really hefty. Um, So it's a no brainer, especially right now as we try to ease our way back into society, make things easier on yourself and safer on those around you by eliminating unnecessary errands. Um, If you've moved your office to a home office in the last few months, trust me when I tell you Stamps.com is an absolute game changer and will save you so much time in the long run. And right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. You just go to Stamps.com, click on the mic at the top of the homepage, and type in chatty. That's Stamps.com. Enter code chatty. And then enter... Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Good to see you, ladies, as Hi, always. Nick. Hi, Nick. What is it like to be back, you know, on the big screen again? How are the feelings? It's great, you know. <laughs> get, you know get those follows. I was going to say, followers follower are exploding. <laughs> the Vial Files is going off, okay? Listen, listen. Uh, I, I think my breakup... With Caitlin, it was my best TV moment. It uh, was devastating. I'm not going to lie to you. I, it was, it I, made me like, um, I, there were tears watching it again last night. And, I, and Nick texted me and said, you're going to cry. I absolutely crushed it. I crushed <laughs> it. 
That was an A plus. That was an A plus it was an breakup. A plus breakup. I fucking crushed it. In fact, I was I was texting with Caitlin last night, and um, obviously we're we're in a great place from a friendship standpoint. And I was like, listen, I know I've mentioned I've mentioned this to her before, but I was like, listen, I just want to say thank you for for letting me like. Because that was a thing back then. Thank you I was for so giving fuck- me this. <laughs> I was so fucking pissed at her. Like, how could you let me take it that far? You waited to the last moment to like, and thank God she did because it really gave me an opportunity to say what I said. Right. Nothing and even to look better. And even after she broke up with me, like as soon as she was like, no. And I was like, just kidding. Like, uh, <laughs> I remember just wanting to be like, I just want to fucking leave. Right. Like, all right, cool. I'm just going to go. There's literally nothing to talk about. Yeah. And she was just like, I want to talk about it. And she just kept fucking saying that she was in love with me. And I was so mad at the time. So mad. I was like, how can you, why are you making me do this? And again, thank God she did. It was actually a really great gift she gave me because like, had I just been like, all right, peace. It would, uh, it wouldn't have uh, been the turn that I, I, I had. So No, and I yeah. still, we were just talking about this because we were like, Jess and I were like, oh, we didn't like you from Andy's season. But then one, seeing all the guys, the way they treated you got us like watching the season, you know, five years ago. They were dicks. They, they were, were total they dicks. They were assholes You watch you. it back. They were such babies. Well, I just don't like it. It just doesn't feel right. You know, like he had a. There were no reasons. There were no solid literally reasons. Literally zero reasons. Zero reasons. I was they comparing it to Alea a little bit. I was like, I didn't like Alea watch going into Peter's season. But then all of a sudden, when every all the girls were being so mean to Alea, I was like, I think I'm in love with Alea. And that's a little <laughs> bit what happened, except to an extreme uh, version uh, with you and uh, on Caitlyn's season. Well, also, they were low-key shading Caitlyn, too, because there were moments where they were like, aren't there plenty of girls out there? And I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm so thinking you're like, saying that Caitlyn's wait, just... <laughs> well, not only that, but if there are plenty of girls, then why the fuck are you guys here? Exactly. <laughs> Go home. You know, Hypocrites. you're just like, there's plenty of girls, but I'm here for my... Like, they were literally saying backhandedly that they were here for their 15 minutes and they didn't want me to be there for my 16th. Right. It was like, <laughs> let me have my 15 minutes... Because I know like, they're like, I don't trust someone who goes on a reality show twice. Yeah. That was like, they're, they're, you trust them once. Like, <laughs> oh, so you guys, guys are all going to say no to bachelor in paradise is what you're saying, because then it's just all bullshit. Right. <laughs> you yeah, go on a second yeah. time. No, no. It was, uh, I, uh, so I mean, all jokes aside, uh, I think I thrive in this recap. So I'm, I'm, uh, other than my hair, like the, 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 me- the, the walk down memory lane for my hair, I don't understand what I was doing. What this sucks looks, about this that, looks way better. What sucks about that is that I spent so much time fixing my hair back then. And it truly looks like, like I woke up and was like, <laughs> fuck it. I don't care. But you did have a <laughs> glow up mid season. Did you know? Yeah, I was going to say you look way better than Andy's season. That was the but, beginning of the glow up, right? Like, but even mid season, all of a sudden, I, you were like in the middle of Caitlyn's season. And I was like, he's getting hotter and he's getting hotter. And like, it was I like, was, I was, yeah. Well, I show, here's the thing. Like, I truly wasn't planning on showing up for Caitlyn's season. So I was living in Chicago. Wait, in the really? Of, are you being serious? Yes. I don't, I don't know this. So yeah. I'd give oh, it, give no plans. I, I, oh, no, 
No plans. Uh, not even not they, that I thought you were scheming. I just thought no, that it even was as like... A, even as the filming started, like they were no on way. dates and I was watching it being like, oh, well, that sucks. She's going to get engaged to one of these assholes. And That's then crazy. 12 days in, they 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 called. It's like this whole reference to these emails I sent. Yes. It's just kind of funny. But, um, is that for me, reading the emails was funny because it was literally a timestamp of like my my thought process from the moment they took her phone away, uh, the time I got a call saying, do you want to meet Caitlin? Literally like the last email I sent her was, I got a call from Alon. They're probably going to ask me about paradise. And that was, you know, I'll see you when I see you kind of thing. And so like these emails are a little timestamp of like what my brain was thinking from the time, like, again, she went off the grid oh. to me, like writing her being like, well, you know, it sucks. I miss you. I wonder what it's like for you. Just kind of like, it was like a diary of my thought process. Um, how many so that emails? Was kinda, how many emails are we talking here, Nick? Like six or seven. This is like a Hillary Clinton moment, like release the uh, email <laughs> transcripts. But it was just more of the like, again. It was fascinating. It was a timestamp, right? And so, also, it's a timestamp on 2015. Why the fuck were you guys emailing? Well, she was off the grid, you know, and so emails get, get sent. <laughs> Well, if I text her, if I text her, you never know, like if they're going to go through when she turns on her phone kind of thing. Oh, so I was emailing. And also, How did you guys you get in contact the in the first place. Uh, do you remember Kelsey from Chris Soul season? No, I yes. didn't watch it. I DM Caitlin. And I was like, you seem like a reasonable person. Is this person actually crazy or is this like an edit thing? And that was my first message to her. And then we just started chatting. Nice DM slide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also it really wasn't like, I mean, I sure I thought she was cute, but I really wasn't like, I want to start talking to this chick. It was, I was honestly curious about that person. And, you she know, Kaylin, is, it seems yeah. like such an approachable person off the well, season. You know, She like also seemed person. like she would be the most honest with that uh, the assessment. Um, was was my take but like i said i wasn't so i wasn't like working out and getting in shape and like you know prepping for the season i wasn't tanning i was pale i mean i was always in decent shape but i wasn't like you know like in chicago in the winter you don't really work out you're like fuck you it like tv I'm, ready i wasn't tv ready and so my you see my glow up like transform like i'm getting some sun i'm getting some color <laughs> It was the first time I like, fuck it, I grew a beard. I think I was just trying to like morph into Sean, you know, slowly. <laughs> oh Let's see if this is going to work. <laughs> I was like, oh, she seems to like this guy. Maybe I'll grow a beard. He has a beard. I don't know. I'll try to confuse her. Wait, can you talk more? Okay, wait, 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 wait. So when you actually went to meet up with her, did you know you were going to be on the season then? What do you mean? Like uh, when you ran into her. Was that kind of already confirmed that you were going to be on, like, continue on the season? What do you mean by ran into her? How did you guys, on the season, you know? Like, so on the, on, yeah, like, you know, once I said, you know, I want to meet her. Yeah. And I'm going to try to come on the show, right? I mean, there was the whole, like, I mentioned this on my very first podcast of the Vile Files of, like, how Caitlin called me in the hotel and I snuck over and we all, like, shot the shit and stuff. And that was all... Um, a, sur a surreal thing but once the filming started like on that date you saw on the recap it was like that's my first time i met ashley i she was on this rap battle date and caitlin had no idea i was there even the night before when she called me i didn't tell her i was in new york she was like you should come on the show i was like okay i will and i was like there i was across the street what? and i didn't tell her 
Whoa. And then she's like, well, I have to go. I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk to you again. I'm like, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Knowing that I'm going to like surprise her. Like, okay, so this is an added layer to her being like, oh my God, Nick's here. Like uh." when she was like, oh my God, Nick's here. She was like thinking I talked to him last night and told him to come. That. That oh. makes sense. The amount of giddiness that was happening when you see her off camera after first bumping into you was just like, this yeah. is a very real moment. Well, that just adds to the whole the whole feeling of serendipity. I'm sure that you felt like, oh, my God, all the pieces oh, are falling uh, into place. Yeah, I was it was all very I was very caught up in the 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 rom-com of it all. Yeah, As sure. it, there, were, there That is kind of magical, though, the. Uh, for a bachelor season, like that's all that's very serendipitous. The whole it thing. was it was surreal to go get to New York, go to bed, be very nervous about doing the thing I was about to do and 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 not having any contact with Caitlin for at that point it was like thirteen days since we had last spoke, knowing that like a lot can happen in thirteen days, who knows who she's connecting yeah. with, and then get a call from her and and yeah, you know, it was just, I was like, oh God, thank God I came. Imagine, because <laughs> it was like, I all I thought to myself is, what if I chickened out? What if I, like, I got the call, got the opportunity to go, and I was like, you know what? I can't fucking do it. Like, I just, I don't have it in me. I'm too, like that last Andy season was too much. I'm, I'm not going to do it. And then being nervous about like, well, what if, you know, Caitlin, you know what? I never, yeah, we talked and yeah, I had these feelings, but I, who fuck, I don't fucking know. And that was just, I just chickened out. I would have just, been so mad had like I got that call and then knowing that I've been like I opted not to come uh so uh, that was a that was fairly surreal but yeah my glow up definitely you saw it towards (laughs) towards towards the end I even like cut my hair a little bit so it was a little even tighter on the sides not 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 full on but early on I was like what am I doing what am I doing with my hair I'm curious about your did you ever like make any kind of peace with Sean like and what was that dynamic like during filming because Sean was fucking pissed I was like forgetting how truly passionate like so many of these moments were on this season Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it was crazy uh yeah I think that's that's why the season was so good because so good uh there Truly was one real, of the best. there was real animosity between Sean and I, and it all came from a place of sincerity about like how we felt about Caitlyn. You know, not to justify how we acted, and I wasn't you know thrilled with how Sean handled me showing up. But then I ended up you know being just as guilty with um, kind of fall, you know feeding into the the immaturity of it all. And uh, yeah, I think that's just what made the season so good. I mean, I've always said like the biggest, the number one reason why uh, Hannah Brown was so, Hannah Brown's season was so entertaining is because Luke was a real villain Mm -hmm. and she really liked him. She wasn't like, I'll bring this guy along because he's good TV. She, Luke S was Hannah Brown's favorite (laughs) and he sucked. Uh, Luke P. And that's what Luke, is it Luke? Oh, I'm sorry. Luke P. Sorry. And that's what made it compelling because you saw real emotion. It wasn't like, Oh, you know, cause sometimes you see that where like the leads, like, 
Okay, you've ran it. Like, like all Crystal right. on Ari's season. Like, Crystal did not have to, like, it, yeah, it was every time see, he'd give her a rose, he was like, Crystal. And then he died saw, in his eyes. Uh, yeah, you saw Ari <laughs> kind of be like, all right, you know, <laughs> here we go. And uh, with Hannah, you saw real conflict. You saw, like, um, and, and, those and she make- didn't want to hear what the other guys had to say about him, like, and uh, like you know, because she did like him, and she didn't know. Who, oh God, yeah, that um, was good. So, as far as Sean and I, I mean, like, I don't really have a relationship with the guy. Um, you know, I don't think we. I don't. I don't feel any animos- animosity towards him. Was uh, there ever any conversations or anything? No, I mean, shortly after. Um, Sean and I did this fundraiser. He reached out to me and I was like, yeah, sure. And like, it seemed huh. fine. And, and, uh, put it this way. We, like, we never became friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it seemed Caitlin and I's friendship definitely blossomed after they broke up. Now, I was going to say, I don't, I don't when was the what, first time you guys connected after like, it was shortly after they after broke up. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't talk to her after? Not the- like right away. It wasn't like they broke up and came and like called <laughs> me out. Like, well, the again. <laughs> no, in fact, I think she said something about me that irritated me. And I was just like, what the fuck? And then finally she reached out and she's like, hey, I'm sorry. And then we just kind of became friends. And did so you guys didn't talk after, after, after the final rose? Uh, no, the first time Kate and I talked at all about anything is related to the, to, to the season was four and a half years later. Shit. Wow. So that was kind That's of crazy. like, that was kind of crazy just because we, I think that it was a real intense experience for both of us. Yeah, you guys were real exes is kind of the uh, vibe. Yes and no. But that, that was certainly a very real experience we both shared. And we certainly had our own perspective on the experience. And regardless of our, where you are in your life, like to, 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 connect with some to reconnect and like talk about it is especially after you ultimately don't really give a shit is kind of a a really fun and not even it's not even so much therapeutic as it was kind of fun to go down memory lane and be like yeah you know and 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 not really be emotionally invested or and certainly frustrated about anything like that again i'm um i uh i look at i i look back and like i have nothing but great memories about that the season experience. was crazy though because she really did have so much chemistry with like both you and sean mm-hmm. and like i think you and sean are just very different people and it's just like the the season i don't know i can't say it enough the season was just crazy it's one of those things where i think sean was more definitely her type and i think she had a more which is why i think she picked him right she probably had a more comfortable connection with him uh-huh and with me, I, I really had an advantage, right? You could uh, you could say that I had such an advantage because we talked so much before and we had a chance to connect on an emotional yeah, level yeah, yeah. and have conversations that most people in that world just don't get a chance to do. There was just such a connection there, right? And there was well, yeah, and your proposal part felt really 
I mean, I don't even feel like I have to ask you. I feel like that was really real for you in the moment. And like the, yeah, the that was fucking best. The commitment. <laughs> well, the well, but it also seemed like you were ready to genuinely mm. commit too to like getting yeah. engaged mm-hmm. to each other. Yeah, no. And then I was, it listen, was I was like, I, what the I fuck? I basically decided that if, listen, if I was gonna like take another leave of absence from my job at the time and show up mid season, knowing that these guys were going to initially hate me and, and you know, like there was no way I wasn't going to do that and not be all in, mm-hmm. you know? Well, you two, and I didn't remember this until watching you, this, the chemistry was pretty insane. Now, granted when I was watching this initially, the first time I was pregnant, so I was so horny okay but i remember watching the episodes with you guys and being like this is a lot like i'm sweating watching this i mean was it one of those things where it was so clear that you two had the most chemistry out of everyone like i know obviously she had the her intimacy with sean and they were connected but it just felt like sexual chemistry are you talking about like watching back or when i was filming no i'm talking about when you were filming well, when I was filming, you know, you 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 only see really your yeah. relationship, especially towards the end. And I had, I was supremely confident. I mean, I was. You have you have no idea what's going on virtually. You don't with, have it, with, yeah. with other people's chemistry at all until you watch the show back, That's and true, then you're huh? like, oh, you, there was you someone saw, else. <laughs> yeah, you you hear me say it in the recap. You know, because I was the runner up in any season, I was at least self aware that was like I'm incredibly confident, but. I'm totally aware that I don't know what's going on on the other side. So I just didn't know. And I, I acknowledge the possibility that, you know, and like I said, by the time it aired back, regardless of the chemistry that they showed between Caitlin and I, I think it was pretty obvious that she was just a little bit more drawn to Sean. Well, and I have, I, I, the only thing that I'm going to pick apart is I could, I remember watching it and I loved Caitlyn's season and I loved her as the bachelorette and I wasn't your biggest fan but when she the way that the breakup went down I remember I was like I was so furious with Caitlyn and I was telling Jess earlier I was saying like she was getting slut shamed and I but I really didn't think like the breakup with you helped anything because then people uh, so many people I think got polarized and pulled to like your side after yeah, the breakup because it was like it was so gnarly to watch and 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 i remember watching it and you being like no you don't feel the same way because if you did we'd be getting engaged and i remember being like yes yes so <laughs> true well, so like, again like uh, caitlin did the caitlin did such a huge it was such a gift of caitlin to i mean again i was so mad and i was so i was just like i was like i was texting caitlin last night uh, like and she was watching it um and so like it was this you know commentary about you know hey thanks and she goes i felt like a monster i'm like oh no no i called you a monster definitely i definitely called you a monster i thought you were a monster but it wasn't really like hindsight being 2020 it was was such a gift because how many times do you have a breakup right where then the person breaking up with you is like no 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 i I'm, I'm in love with you. 
and you need to believe that. And the other person's like, what? Huh? And so here I am being dumped, convincing her that she doesn't love me. It was fucking gnarly and wild. Oh, Um, oh, my God. I thought I was going to go into labor watching it back in the day. Listen, I don't think I'll ever say anything cooler in a breakup where she goes, it's how I felt in the moment. And I just stop and go, what I felt for you was greater than a moment. Like (laughs) that was a mic drop. And they literally dropped the music. Even the editor was like, hey, no need for music. Let's Which, just let that marinate. By the way, we're friends with the mu- with the musical. Uh, pr- what what the fuck are they called? The composers. The, the composers. Yeah. And they were oh, I was talking to them about it and they go, you know, it's a good TV moment when there's no music. There's nothing. There's nothing required. That moment speaks for itself. That's what they yeah. said. So you're 100 percent right. Yeah, those, those music people really <laughs> fucked me over the years. I'll say that much. <laughs> You even watch it. You even watch it like on this season, uh, on this recap, where like it was the 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 scene where Sean had just found out that Caitlin and I were intimate, and then Sean pulls Caitlin aside, right, talk, and she's like, "Hey, listen, I mean, I'm sorry, but not sorry." And Sean's like, "I'm not gonna." So she calls Sean. She gives him rose, and like, there's this inspirational music of Sean not ready to, ready to quit on Caitlin, and then she calls my name and immediately the music turns to dun 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 like some like <laughs> villainous like what the like, fuck like, like sexy tango villain music yeah it's like wait what um, villains got a vill uh but yeah so yeah they like to oversimplify what, so, are, you, what are you gonna do Okay, so on the season, you have all the guys were hating on you, but now some of them are your best friends. When did this shift? Oh, yeah. Well, the the funny thing is, is that, and they didn't even show this on the season, even after I did that whole, like, firing squad where I walk in and all of them yes. are sitting on the other side. <laughs> as soon as we, like, were done, honestly, most of the guys were like, hey, man, sorry about that. Like, Jared and Ben and Tanner... We're all actually really friendly, friendly from the get. Some oh, of the really? other, like, okay. some of the other, like, non-important guys. Like one of the guys that night, his name was Corey. He took one of my suitcases and uh, put it in the shower. What? Yeah, like, fucking dick. Yeah, he, they, he got sent <laughs> home that? the next night. I was like, Caitlin, this fucker's got to go. Um, no, <laughs> I, I, I had nothing to do with luggage it. Luggage in the yeah, shower. Yeah. Yeah, he's a dick. But most of the guys, some of the like, you know, the guys we still know today, other than Sean, were actually quite nice, right? And they obviously that's not good TV to show that. I will say, but most it there in the actual season, like I was happy with my edit. Throughout the season, they actually showed glimpses of the guys being like, he's not as bad as we think, you know? Um <laughs> and it just became a, a a Sean and me thing. And um but it was like, uh, as far as like getting to be, I, I wasn't friends with Jared until Paradise. Like we were friendly okay. after, but we weren't like friends, friends. Um, well, I was commenting then, to Jess kind of how crazy it is, how many guys like how basically Caitlyn's season had a really good cast and how many of the guys became kind of like pillar, like Bachelor Nation, like, I don't know yeah. how to say it without sounding corny, but like, you know, Jade's married to I, Tanner and like icons. Jared's married to you can, Ashley. You can, yeah. you can call us icons. We called you an icons. icon before you came on. Before you popped on, we called you an icon. Okay. <laughs> True. Uh, but yeah, but, no, uh, it's crazy. I thought this that was pretty was... crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was a great season for all those, those reasons. And, you know, obviously Caitlin was a great bachelorette and then she had compelling characters and, and a compelling storyline. And see, Jess, he uh, called them characters too. 
it's a lot of it is luck too, right? You know, yeah, a lot of it true. is that combination of having the story. What's the story? The people's willingness to talk about their story. And like the right kind of villains. Like you could not make up that JJ and Clint thing. We were going on and on about it earlier with JJ throwing Clint under the bus. I mean, you can't. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the thing is like Andy season, the season before uh, wasn't rated, like did terrible. And it's not because Andy was a bad batch red or anything is that uh, all the, like, I, I was never really a villain, but like all they had was me being assertive with my time and a bunch of guys who just weren't willing to like put themselves out there. It was always mm. like, hey, hey, bro, go mm-hmm. go have fun with our girl. Right. And and it was always all these man chats were like, well, he's a great guy, so he'll come back. And like that was it was just a season <laughs> full of bros. Yeah, yeah. Right. And there just wasn't anyone willing to like say anything sincere or or reasonable and even josh you know who ended up being a great villain in paradise was her pick and so you know he just pretty much coasted through he was and and uh so a lot has to do with like you know the the people who come on and their willingness to yeah yeah yeah. it's not the lead who who makes the show generally speaking but caitlin did do a really great job also i want to touch on it real quick because jess you and i didn't get a chance to cover it um I am very usually jaded watching this kind of thing, but it was actually really cute when they announced her uh, or when they when they offered her Dancing with the Stars, when Chris Harrison did that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Caitlin's been very expressive about her desire to go on. Um, Super exciting for her. I think she'll do very well. Didn't you think that was cute, though, Jess? I was like, oh, my icy heart is melting. Yeah, I cried. I I might be fucking pregnant again. I cried through this whole whole thing. I don't know what my problem is. When they when they recap my season, I mean, I've already done Dancing with the Stars, but I'm hoping for some like gift too. (laughs) You're like, what you gonna give me, Chris? Are you? uh, You have a big surprise. You got a car for (laughs) me, or (laughs) will you become the new host? That's the biggest question. Why would Chris ever retire? I I don't want to be the host anyway. (laughs) I know. I thought that was hilarious. And he's like, I got to put the kids through college. And I'm like, bitch, you could put like 2000 kids through college (laughs) every year with your salary. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's doing fine. (laughs) He's doing just I'm like, so is this home studio in like the back house in the in in, Is this in your Miami home or your London home or your L.A. home? Which one is it? (laughs) Uh, He was thriving. uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so um, are you okay. are you nervous about your season airing? Are you excited just like rewatching your break? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh I yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. I don't have any like obviously again, there's some great characters. You have obviously uh Rachel being the first black lead. Um and so I know they're not recapping Rachel's season, but they're not? Well, they're they don't actually I don't know I don't know the details, but they don't own the licensing for some reason. It's the same reason they're not recapping Emily Maynard's because like Emily Maynard's season was awesome. Yeah, I know. We were taught we were hoping that her, yeah. they would do her season. No, oh, so like shit. there's some licensing issues. I don't oh. know. I mean there's so they they're not allowed to air wow, Rachel's sucks. season. Um oh, that's is, is what I heard. That's got that's what I it's heard. It's also a bummer um, for Emily's because I watched so Emily's back after I watched Emily's, it back after yeah filming uh re season and i was like holy shit this season is so fucking good and by the way that breakup was horrible too Ari and emily that was a horrible breakup yeah i, I don't rem- i don't re- i don't remember i i saw a couple episodes i, I wasn't like a fan then yeah. but i remember it being a really popular 
I mean, season. her story yeah, I have was no... like insane. Yeah. Like her, her yeah. where she was coming from was, yeah. like... and she's such a babe. I mean, oh, like, oh totally. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have no, I have no reservations. Um, I don't. Well, your any... season was so good. I loved uh, it. You know, Corinne, uh, Rachel, Raven. You know, they'll even talk probably about you know night one. Um, you know, with with uh, Liz showing up. Oh you know. shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, that played out horribly. Your season seemed, feels like it was yesterday. I felt the same way with Caitlyn's, but now even just thinking about with back with your season, I like remember the specific dates. I remember New Orleans. It's just like I was there. Yeah, it was a it was a, <laughs> it, was a it was a good season. I, I'm I'm it should be fun it, again. Let's get those follows, baby. Well, and you know? we just had Taylor on last week, which is really great. Um, because I you know. Poor thing, I couldn't stand her on your season. And then talking to her on the podcast, I was like, "Oh, you're a really great person." But there's a lot of well, then, you know, know a, people a grow up of, a lot in three years. You know, there's a lot of no- noteworthy stuff from your season. Though that being said, totally. Okay, yeah. What I do want to talk about, though, one, your thoughts on we might as well get them while you're here. Thoughts on Matt James as the new Bachelor. Also, well, let's start there. Um, I don't know. I think it's great. Um, you know, I, I was. Did an interview earlier today. It's a great first step and, and hopefully many more. I mean. An interview with Matt? No, no, no. Not with Matt. Just like oh. another interview. People mm-hmm. asking me this question. Uh, I, I think Matt said it best in his interview. It's never too late to start doing the right thing. I don't think ABC should be praised for it. You know, I don't think they should be commended. It's the yeah. bare minimum. And yeah, totally. they, they seem... Uh, sincere or like a lot of people and, and having some real change, but that is going to take time, you know, can't happen mm-hmm. overnight. Quite honestly, I think even Rachel had some criticism of like, you didn't have to do it immediately. You know, like you didn't have to do it the week of when all this other totally. stuff was going on. Yeah. Well, but what are your thoughts on us? Nit- what are your thoughts on us? Not like being able to get to know him at all before he becomes the bachelor. Well, I mean, that was, if you wanted a bachelor to be a person of color and specifically black for the next bachelor season, given the extraordinary times that we in with COVID and Claire season being delayed. And as far as, you know, Matt James ending up on Claire season, that pretty much wasn't going to happen after the whole cameo escapade. Um, So listen, this is like the next best thing. He is, you know, he's best friends with one of the more, most popular current people currently in bachelor nation, um, and now that they know he is the bachelor, they're certainly going to use Claire season to help you get to know him. I don't know what that means. That's but exactly gonna... what we were saying. Just as like, are they, are we going to zoom him in? Like what's going on with Matt? Right. Now? Like a daily like, no, Matt get... chat. <laughs> no, you'll definitely, you'll de- like, you're going to have some sit downs with Chris and Matt for sure. Right. Like you have a whole season to, it, it, listen, it's going to be Claire's season. You're going to have to have the focus on Claire, but they will use this airtime as an opportunity to help you get to know James. I, I also like think, yeah, like, so what? Like it, people are going to care. It's a, it's a, it's a big deal. And, and certainly you can nitpick it, but overall it's a great thing. Yeah. And, and hopefully they, uh, hopefully it's the first of, of many uh, per, progressive and, and new things to come. And deliberate choices, I think, on the part of the franchise. Uh, I thought Rachel made such a good point. I listened to her and uh, Becca's episode. 
Uh, Rachel was fantastic. Rachel was fantastic. It was. That was that was it wasn't hard. the it wasn't the best for Becca. Well, I wanted no. to say she made a really good point, though, talking about like diversity in the franchise. And she was like, when we watched. The producers bring in Christian for Demi, she she made the specific point where she was like, then you made yeah. it clear that you can do whatever the fuck you want in the show. And this excuse about like not being the right time or not having the sure. right person I, to have a black lead was like, I is bullshit. Ag- I couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. They they can do whatever the hell they want. They certainly have the resources. Uh, whether they choose to use those resources or want to spend the go, money. And the audience will go along with it. Also, yeah. I guess Reality Steve made the point that actually, um, no hate to Becca, but that Becca's season actually got lower ratings than Rachel. When they were citing ratings as like a reason to not cast a black lead, apparently Reality Steve said that Rachel's ratings were actually better. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, Which I, I thought was interesting. Yeah, I, I don't think Becca's season was all that interesting. Um, no, again, that has to do, I think, partly just, yeah, the cast was not, there was nothing really hey, happening. Listen, I'm, I keep saying this because, like, being a good Bachelor contestant or a Bachelor lead has nothing to do with you as a human being. Just So to say that you were mm-hmm. boring TV is not a, it's not a criticism of, as anyone as a human being. Um, well, and also circumstances but, really help it. Like if you just have well, the right Becca, amalgamation of people. Becca was the bachelorette because of the Ari breakup. Right. You know, and let's do the damn thing was only going <laughs> to carry so much, you know, like after a while it was like, and Becca's a, I don't know her that well, but very nice She's and not, very offense, sweet. not offensive person. Mm-hmm. Caitlin was a great bachelorette because and I say this as a compliment, was a little sloppy. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, she was a, sloppy yeah. in the fact that, like, Caitlin's, m- most of the time in life, sometimes our biggest strengths are also our biggest weaknesses. You know, so Caitlin's biggest strength right. is her, her, her ability to be present in the moment, to really just emote whatever she's feeling in that moment. That allowed her to take things as far as she did with both Sean and I, where other people are just like, Ah, I can't do this. I don't know how it's going to look. I want to be a little bit more careful, a little bit more measured. And that also can be really good. But from a TV standpoint, it also can be really boring and and not interesting. So that yeah. made Caitlin a really great bachelorette because, you know, and she certainly got criticism for it at the time, you know. I wonder if I'm going to get airtime uh, when we recap Ari season. Hmm. Are they recapping Ari season? I think so. I don't know, actually. I don't know. I haven't seen clips of it. Well, they, think, no, they're showing clips of of him and Becca. They they're uh, doing a lot of that, but I don't know if that's just a lead in into recapping uh, Becca season. But I thought that maybe they would, considering that like one, he had this whole switcheroo thing, which is so dramatic, right. and how him and Lauren are a success story. So possible. My gut tells me they're not, but oh, I don't know for sure. It sort of seems like that. Well, we were just commenting how it seems like they're just doing like the last five years. But I guess if they're jumping back to like. No, they're jumping back. I think they're trying to mix it up a little bit. I don't I don't know the full lineup. Uh, Uh. I know they're doing mine. I think they're they're having a week with like I think they're combining like the first two seasons. The first two seasons ever. Oh, wow. Um, That's going to be interesting. haven't watched it. It's more about like. But it's even like it's hard for them to do it because it's like it's not recorded in high def, right? Yeah, it's, it's so not, grainy. <laughs> it's it's gonna be so hard to different, watch. and it's just like. And the fashion, so, yeah. my god, it's gonna be I don't, rough. I don't really know for sure. Okay, Browse, we have to pause for one quick second. Um, listen. 
grocery shopping has never been easier thanks to a plethora of online options that are available now. And as a mom to a little one, I can only say thank God. If you've ever tried to grocery shop with a grumpy four-year-old, I know you feel me. And right now we try to avoid going to the uh, grocery store in person anyways. But here's the thing. Without a doubt, hands down, like hard hands down, my favorite place to online shop for high quality organic groceries is Thrive Market. Oh my gosh, if you have a picky eater at home or maybe maybe you follow a specific eating plan or if you have food allergies, Thrive Market is the place for easy shopping. They tailor to over 70 different diets and values like paleo, keto, plant-based and vegan. Plus, they offer clean beauty products. It's one of my favorite things to shop for on mm-hmm. Thrive. Um, they also have pet staples and non-toxic cleaning supplies. They're really a one-stop shop. And when you sign up uh, to be a Thrive Market member, which gets you access to all the great deals, they provide a membership match for a low-income family, a teacher, a veteran, or first responder. So you can eat good while doing some good. So it's what's not to love? I, I just, I love that that piece of Thrive Market. And as a Thrive Market member, you'll save 25 to 30% off traditional retail prices. And their carbon neutral shipping is free on all orders over $49. I love using my membership so much. I am always shocked by how much money I save. Like I find all my favorite clean products and food brands that I want to buy anyways, but for this magically lower price that I just am always thrown off and shocked by. um, And when that total price comes up, I'm always just like, oh my God, thank you Thrive Market for providing for us. We are out here thriving. Bless. (laughs) Try Thrive Market and become a member risk-free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash chatty. Join today and you'll get up to $20 in shopping credit towards your first order. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash chatty to start your risk-free membership and you can get up to $20 towards your first order. Thrivemarket.com slash chatty. Okay, broads, let's talk candidly for a quick second here. Why is that any little change in life has the potential to disrupt our sex lives? Like anything, a busy day at work, schedule shift, the gravity of the moon. Okay, maybe not that. I I don't know. Maybe it feels like it to me. Feels like it to me. But listen, you can and should embrace self-care and take your own sexual satisfaction into your own hands with O-Shot 100% Natural Sex Lube. Um, O-Shot has helped thousands reclaim their sex lives. It was created by the amazing uh, women of O-Shot. They know what they're talking about. It's made with coconut oil, hemp, and a variety of all-natural botanicals like kava root, peppermint, cinnamon, and vanilla. The uh, formula is completely non-toxic, safe for your precious parts, and totally edible, which is a major bonus if you ask me. And Becca and I have said it a thousand times, but we are both sensitive broads, and O-Shot is the one lube that is just always 100% spot on for us. No irritation, phenomenal. Um, And I'll tell you broads from experience, this is a must try. O-Shot increases blood flow to your intimate areas, which enhances sensitivity and increases natural lubrication. It's perfect for self-love or if you're looking to spice things up with a partner. The natural arousal oil gently warms within 10 minutes of application and the effects last up to an hour. An hour of pure bliss, I say trust. Now, listen up, Broads, because Oshot is offering listeners 20% off Oshot plus free shipping. Just go to oshotcbd.com today and enter code chatty. That's O-S-H-O-T-C-B-D.com and enter code chatty to get 20% off Oshot and other products on their site. 
You'll thank us later. That's oshotcbd.com and enter code chatty. Uh, one other thing that is kind of related to what we were just talking about. So Garrett was supposed to come. So when we're recording this, you haven't dropped your episode yet. I want to hear about this, your episode. Well, I, I mentioned on my episode that's out today, why Garrett didn't come on. And today is in Tuesday? Monday. Monday. Oh, oh as in Monday. Not okay. Right okay. Um, it's always fun. People, you know, people are never short of opinions. Um, and I assume they would be in terms of like, you know, listen, ultimately I had a conversation with Garrett, uh, and he chose he was not supposed to, to come on, right? He was supposed to come on him and Becker were going to come on, uh, up until the day before. And I said, I, I was like, I, I want to have a conversation with him because I just wasn't interested in having him on for us to sit there and have a debate about right. whether black lives matter versus <laughs> whether cops lives matter. And like, that's not a discussion I'm interested in giving him a platform to have. Yeah. Because I think cops lives matter. That has nothing to do with simply not feeling the need to say, but also, or, and, or, yes. or whatever, when it yes, comes but, to black lives. Yeah. Yes. And so, um, so did you make that clear to him? Like, I, I don't yeah, want to so have a yeah. I, I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not trying to get in, to police reform. Like that's not a discussion I need to have. This is about optics. This is about you under like, do you, this is about you saying you've learned. There's this is about you saying you've grown over the past few years and demonstrating on your social that you have not and having a discussion about that. And these are the questions I want to ask you. And I was, you know, and I was like, listen, I don't want you to come on and feel like what kind of questions is he going to ask me? Am I going right. to try to, you know, these got Line you questions. Back. I want to, yeah. this is what I want to ask you, but like be prepared to answer them. And I, I am going to challenge you because I have a strong belief on this. And um, long story short, yeah, it became clear to me that I don't think I didn't, I personally didn't feel like he really had any thing to add growth uh, it seemed like he was still like it seemed it seemed like he felt like he knew that a lot of people disagreed with what he did he knew that his fiance disagreed with what he did uh and he was still grasping at the not understanding what the big deal was um which is disappointing and ultimately so i got off the call and i told him what i was going to ask him and i said think about it and let me know and, you know, like 45 minutes, an hour later, he sent me a text and, and, and said he didn't think it was the best and that our, our conversation might create more frustration. And he had some learning and re reflection to do, which I said on my podcast, I at least respect him to do that. Like he didn't have listen, he didn't have to write back. No, um, I have asked Hannah Brown to come on the podcast since I've been critical of her and, oh, yeah. and she hasn't written back and that's fine. But I, you know, for other people are just like, well, why don't you give Hannah a chance? If you're going to give Garrett a chance, it's like, I, any of these people are welcome to come on my podcast. Madison Pruitt, welcome to yeah. come on my podcast. It's not my fault. They choose to like, not want to come on yeah. um, and, and have a discussion. And so all three at once, but, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, uh, and I, you know, Becca came on and I said, I wanted to have a discussion with him about like what it was like to, to be in a relationship where you have some disagreements when it comes to. What is it like to be in a relationship with an asshole? <laughs> don't you tell us that? Well, <laughs> I don't, that's the thing. I don't think Garrett's an asshole. I think he, 
Oh, I think, I think he is. I think he's 100%. Incredible. I think he's incredibly ignorant. I think he's Bro, grown up. No, this a, is a, the thing. Like, I'm not even talking about his Blue Lives Matter. I'm talking about when he's like screenshotting me and his conversation saying oh, that, that I'm not petty. invited over. That's being a fucking asshole. You're, You're right. Yeah, I guess I forgot about that. I, I was. Yeah. Which, by the way, I have you to did, make this You note. did then dedicate, though, $1,000 in his name and post that <laughs> to going against police brutality. Yes. Which it was, was very small font. Which was People the shade that we it, but... lived for. Well, I'd also like, you know, not just... I mean, like... I don't know. What was his point of doing that to say you once, like, yeah, Garrett, it wasn't like... I mean, I can't speak. Is that supposed to make me look bad? Like that? I didn't well, because, understand. Like, because you gave him the benefit of the doubt and he proved you wrong. And then it, it, I did also didn't understand because then he screenshotted my DM to him where I was like, no, I said, I'm sorry for giving you shit because at the time I thought you actually cared. And he screenshotted that like, in case you guys want to know what's going down. And I'm like, well, thank you for sharing my perspective because now I don't have to defend, <laughs> to defend uh, myself. You did it for me. Thank you, sir. Like what? Anyway, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I say this on my podcast. <clears throat> it's I. I, I grew up in a very conservative household. I'm different. Like I'm clearly different than Garrett. And the fact that like, he seems to only want to hunt and fish. And I, that that's my nightmare. You like rollerblading. Uh, <laughs> I like to roller skate. Yeah. You know, like, so, <laughs> roller skate. Excuse me. <laughs> clearly there's some differences in our interests in life, but we both come from, uh, conservative upbringing there's nothing wrong I'm not, I'm not shitting on being as conservative do I. Like, as just, do we yeah I'm simply saying that if you grow up in a world that is very isolated and you for the most part only hear the perspectives of people who think and look like you mm -hmm. it, it you really have to challenge yourself to get other points of views and be open to learning yes uh, what that is and so Again, we, we we spend too much time in this world now. Um, we get it's and I understand it's very easy to get defensive and say, "Well, I'm not racist." And I said one thing. I said Garrett said something. I won't repeat, but I simply said, "Listen, you got to start putting yourself in other people's shoes. You can be racially insensitive and not necessarily be racist, right? Just because you recognize that." people of color are your equals, right? You recognize that they have, they should have equal rights. Uh, doesn't mean that you can't say or do something that is ignorant or, or insensitive. And sometimes and also, that comes from just growing up in a world where you just, again, it, it's that we talk about privilege. It's not ever taking the time to go, well, what is it like from their point of view day in and day out? I, I text Garrett that night. I was watching the 13th on Netflix. I don't know if either of you have watched that. Incredible. Yeah. It's fantastic. And I said, hey, listen, if you're open to learning, I suggest you watch that. I, that was a week ago. I haven't heard from him. Um, he did post something the other day about he apparently is, you know, read uh, a, like a I Roman. What was it? Mar Marcus Aurelius or something like that? <laughs> like, well, you know, wait, you're, you're learning by reading the thoughts of an old white dude from like. I AD. saw someone's quote and someone quoted in their in the comment. They said, by turning frequently to authors such as Marcus Aurelius and Ovid, they attempt to perpetuate the idea that white men are the guardians of intellectual authority, especially when such authority is under threat from women and people of color. And I was like, oh, shit, someone went off. But, but anyway. I mean, again, it's just it's again, I'm not trying to shit on Garrett. It's tone deaf. It's just like that just is another example. If he doesn't 
get it. I don't know if he's watched the 13th. He doesn't need to take every recommendation I give him, but that's simply, it's like, it's like a streaming show on Netflix. It's so easy to just take an hour and a half of your day and watch it and sh- you know, and learn about, um, something that's it, relative to our history, not too far and, and, and gives you a different point of view that might help you see another, like, and instead of like reading a fucking, you know, shit from like his favorite movie gladiator you know like i mean look like han i mean i think hannah brand was talking about this on one of her lives or videos too like also what are we defining racist as like is it the people in kkk hats who like you know are trying to lynch black people like when when we're talking about racism there's so much more of a spectrum of like microaggressions and whose feelings are Mm -hmm. you prioritizing and all these other things it's not just as simple as like the kind of people that are, yeah, I don't know. Well, so, example I used on, on, on my podcast with Tyler Merritt is I think the average white person, and again, I include myself, is that we watch these movies like The Help or A Time to Kill or Selma, right? And these movies are historical movies that focus on race and they they show this kind of overt and egregious racism, right? And we watch it as white people and we think, Oh, that is so racist. That is so wrong. That is horrible. I would never do that. Oh my God, that is disgusting. How could anyone do that? And we have all these thoughts. We feel very good about ourselves, about not being racist, Mm -hmm. right? But as you mentioned, Becca, like there's more to that. We say things that, again, we don't realize. We're not trying to be racist, but we could possibly be offensive. And, you know, we have to be willing to say, well, wait, before I say what is racist or not racist, Maybe I should stop asking other white people what is this. And maybe I should like talk to people of color and be like, does this offend you? Because if it does, I'm sorry, I'll stop saying and doing this. Yeah. Um, and if someone, if anyone says it's offensive, just take a minute to like think about it and unpack it instead of this mm-hmm. like knee jerk, like what? No, I would never. I love black people. I have a black <laughs> cousin. I, I, what? Just like chill and just think about it. Like, yeah. So uh, <sighs> I don't know. I, uh, unfortunately, since my conversation with Garrett, um, I have my doubts of whether he's really ever going to have the growth that he says he desires to have. Um, and that's disappointing, but mm-hmm. I hope to be wrong. Um, and yeah. So you ended up having Becca on your episode. I'm going to go. I'm going no, to no, no, oh, no, no, you didn't. didn't. No, I mean, I, what was, I didn't really, uh, oh, what's the know. having point of I having Becca know. on. I don't know. And this was like, uh, Becca knew it wasn't like Becca had, like it was on the phone and she knew that, like she had just listened to her and Rachel's podcast. I got the sense that Becca wanted to come on and maybe get another bite at the apple because she knew she kind of missed yeah. the mark with Rachel. Yeah, it didn't go. So but well. I was talking to her, like, listen, I mean, it's a tough spot Becca's in because the only way Becca <laughs> can effectively answer this question is to quite honestly pick a side. And what I mean by that is she can't come on and say, I don't agree with Garrett. Garrett's wrong. And then say, but mm-hmm. even if that, but is he just says he means well, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. no, he doesn't, you know, unless no. you're saying he's got the mental capacity of a child, then he has the ability to strip well, down what, some layers of learning right, that's what Rachel um, and reassess. Kept saying episode. She's like, Garrett's not stupid. She kept Rachel kept and, saying and, and intentions only get you so far. Um, and so that's not an excuse. So, Becca only can come on and say, I love Garrett. He, he is the love of my life. Uh, and everything he did was wrong. And I, I hope 
that uh, as his loving fiance, we can get to a place where we can re- at least respect each other's points of view. But I need to see some growth from him because this was as heartbreaking to me as it was to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And she said that. Then everyone would have been like, yeah, but she had to be like, but he's nice. He's just a nice little ignorant person. He's really <laughs> sweet about it. Like, you know, and again, I'm. Yeah. The last 15 minutes really just kind of did it in. It was just like, mm mm. Well, I was looking um, forward to seeing seeing if he could grow and like see what he was going to be posting <laughs> about, but he's blocked me for some reason. So. Oh, yeah. So he blocked Jess and. And bo- no, no, get this, Nick. Nick, listen. He blocked Jess <laughs> and the Chatty Broads account. I don't know why we didn't even really talk about him last week. But I'm no. not blocked. <laughs> I'm checking to see. I'm checking to see if I'm blocked. Are you blocked? Like, because here's the well, thing. I didn't say. I really didn't say much about him. We didn't talk much about him on la- our last week's episode. I didn't comment on his post. I don't even. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I never got blocked. blocked. Well, here's what I don't get: is that <laughs> are you blocked? Nick? So what? what no, I'm I'm still blocked. Um, okay, well, at least I'm not. And is it by all files blocked too? No, it's, no, no, it's not. Not that I well, know of. I don't. Chatty know. Broads he, he, and myself is blocked. <laughs> so what was it? You know, like when this when he first posted the the Blue Lives Matter post, I saw it people commenting on Twitter. So I was like, oh, what did Garrett fucking do? And I went to go look. Right, having never been on his Instagram page ever. Right. Right. <laughs> and only to be like, why can't I find this guy's account? You know, like. And then I was like, does this motherfucker have me blocked? Preemptively blocked you? I I don't know when he blocked me, but I had been blocked. I have never spoken with Garrett ever. Um, So then I went on the Vile Files account to look. (laughs) And that's when I, that's why I wrote my comments via the Vile Files account because he didn't have me blocked. I didn't ask him on the (laughs) I didn't ask him on the phone why he had me blocked, but. I think he deleted. Oh, you should have. Damn it. Uh, did he did he delete some he of the comments? The I don't know. I mean, one. but he? He, then he did. Yeah, and then he did, yeah. and then I was also like, and I that's, and I saw people that's say real this too. disappointing because I was really gracious. Uh, yeah, it on was my a podcast very... about like explaining why and. But I'm confused. Po- he didn't block me, and then he also screenshotted mine and post. I don't get it. I don't know. I'm not getting the logic. I just and was quite looking. Frankly, I'm offended. After you put out your episode, Nick, I was like, oh, I'm curious what he posted. And I tried to go on and I like, oh, did his did his account disappear? And then I'm like, did he block me? Then I went on Chatty Broads and I still can't find his account. And then I grabbed my husband's phone and I'm like, hold on a second. There he was. (laughs) I'm like, well, here I am blocked. Yeah, I can't find um, out if he's going to post more about Becca. I I don't. Unfortunately, like I had a conversation with Garrett last week, last Friday. Friday, I I recorded my intro for the podcast that re- dropped today. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, it, it it seems like, I mean, again, I I'm not Garrett's keeper. It just I have more and more doubts whether he ever really is interested in in actually growing. And um, you know, that's his journey, and so be it. Uh, it's disappointing. He heard he deleted those comments, and it's uh. You know, I'm glad I'm glad he chose not to come on my podcast and respectfully not try to defend like his case. I wasn't interested in giving him a platform to do that, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it is disappointing that uh, he's more interested in reading Marcus Aurelius than. <laughs> it's well, probably the fucking, recommended reading people are putting out. <laughs> it makes fucking sense. It's just 
know. <laughs> well, Garrett, if you're listening, please unblock me because I'm just curious to see your posts. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I mean, I'll just say like, I and said, the, the last thing I said to him is like, Garrett, imagine when you liked those insensitive posts that for all the white people like ourselves who are quick to, you know, criticize and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, maybe there was a handful of people of color who said, you know what? I've heard worse. I've had worse say to me, I'm going to give Garrett the benefit of the doubt. I can see, you know, he made a mistake. He likes some stuff and they chose to, maybe they're avid hunters and fishers. I don't, I don't fucking know. And they decided to keep following you. And they were just waiting for an opportunity where you could demonstrate your growth. And this opportunity came and the first option you had, you, you put this shit out. Like Emojis. imagine, <laughs> imagine like you, you literally posted a black box and then cryptically kind of subtly say, fuck you by posting in all lives matter, uh, emoji caption. And I'm like, can you appreciate how that might make someone feel like, you know, and you can't say that you don't want to be in the public eye, delete your Instagram. If you don't want to do that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, well, yeah. Or keep, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so like flagrant, when you then post a dissertation about cop lives mattering after all you have is black lives matter. And this idea, anyway, Becca, for example, like my, I keep saying my brother's a cop, you know, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean I know what it's like to be a cop, you know, doesn't mean I I've my, you know, even in life, forget about his profession versus what I do. Like, you know, we have different points of view on life. Yeah. Uh, I empathize for my brother. I love my brother unconditionally. But, you know, apparently Garrett was like, well, Becca said, well, he had a cop, you know, this, this happened to a cop friend and, and that's why he posted that. Well, again, you're just, you're pointing out and, and just like, you're pointing out like, why, like, yes, this happened to you. It personally affected you. Therefore, that's why you did what you did. Empathy is, well, that also demonstrates that empathy is. Everyone else is doing this. Yeah. Well, well, and your empathy can't be limited to the proximity of the people in your life. So if you can only empathize with people whose experiences you understand, then you're setting yourself up to be a shitty person. Well, Well, it's also the definition of privilege. Like when it affects you, then it hurts. And yeah, why can't you if you can if you can recognize that, why can't you say, well, while I don't know what it's like to be a black person, I can appreciate why black people are hurt and frustrated and scared and and, and you know about seeing another black person be killed by cops. Like how can you right. not how can you make that one connection and not Right, exactly. I can understand how it feels to see someone get murdered who's a cop. So I can understand what it must feel like to see someone get, which even then, and that's I know not cops really and I know they're good people. I mean, and it's just like, huh? I mean, I don't. Well, so uh, interesting times we are, we are in, but uh, I, uh, it's not, I want, I thought it could have been a good episode, but yeah, <laughs> my guess is had they come on, it would have been a lot of Becca talking, a lot of me talking and, and, and Garrett saying very few things. Some of which I think probably would have made things worse and not. Well, and you know what we have, there's better opportunities for, for better guests. Sorry, Garrett. I mean, I haven't listened to your episode last week, but, um, I saw a clip on the vile files Instagram and it's like, you know, we can have opportunities to share our platform with like black people and amplify their voices instead of voices like Garrett's or Marcus Aurelius or Marcus Aurelius. (laughs) Aurelius. (laughs) 
about? I don't mean like that's just so like you fucking kidding me. <laughs> I, I know I saw that this morning and I was like, what? Um, I like Nick. the photos too. Yeah, the photos. The, the photos, photos are good. really nice. Like, I mean, I can't, I can't look at them anymore. So, what's the other fine. photo? <laughs> this one's him just staring into the mountains. Another Marcus Aurelius quote. Yeah, yeah. There's two. Here's, he so has here's... two fucking Marcus Aurelius quotes. <laughs> yeah, he's really uh-huh. yeah, on yeah, a Marcus yeah. binge right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one from two days ago with this this photo, and then the one from one day ago. Yeah, that's the problem when con- I record my episodes too damn early, and like I wasn't like, but I was I was soft on Garrett. Um, in my explanation, saying, you know. But. Principle, no, yesterday's was principle seven, be open to correction. Being corrected is better than remaining in self-deceit, blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to give him a little bit of recommendation. Cop- yeah, a way that you can work on learning how to be corrected is by not <laughs> deleting people's comments and blocking people. <laughs> Just the thought. Should I write that on the vile file? <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> Okay, Nick, thank you so much for coming on. We had a blast. Thank you as so usual. much. Thank um, you for blessing our screen and we're excited to watch your uh your season in a couple weeks can't here. Wait. Um, uh, as always, ladies, can't thank wait. you for having me on. I Go listen to Vial Files, people. Love you. Thank you so much. And Thanks, ladies. All right. Great chat. Bye. Bye. Talk later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much again to Nick for coming on. We yes. had a blast, as Thank always. You so Sorry, much, Broads, Nick. for their uh, tangential ranting. Yeah, you know what? You what know. is a Caitlin recap without going off about Garrett? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be the same without it? I'm so sorry, Broads, for the past 30 minutes. Um, if you didn't like, want to hear any more is, about that this shit. This is a Caitlin recap. We're going to talk all about Caitlin's season. So fucking Garrett, am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Sarcasm. Okay, well we do have to say though. Oof. Um so towards the end I want to okay, a few things. Number 1, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say that it's interesting that they did not include Sean's proposal nor any the, of their Sean relationship. Was Sean was like basically edited out. Sean was practically shaded out of this entire thing, which was pretty crazy to me. I thought that was interesting. It was interesting. I'm like, I think someone's not a bachelor baby and is not. I feel like Sean, I don't, I don't actually have anything to base this off off of. I don't remember any kind of quote or anything like that, but I do feel like Sean is basically like, fuck this shit. Don't bother me anymore. (laughs) Sort of like seemed like was his attitude following the breakup. Yeah. Maybe he wouldn't do any sort of interviews or anything like that, but Caitlin, though she was with Sean for then many years afterwards, ended up finding her bachelor king in Jason, and we um, got an announcement. Can we talk about? Yeah, yeah, please. Well, well, we 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 already covered the uh, you know, her getting picked, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. It was really sweet. Um, can we just talk about how awkward though of like the 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 she thought he was proposing. Not on her part, but it was just like so with Jason and Chris Harrison. Dude, I was like, I was so uncomfortable. You know what? Also why did made Chris it- Harrison say that? First of all, first of like, all, Chris I am Harrison- fishy and they're not engaged. No. What's your problem? Second, it makes it all more <laughs> awkward when Chris Harrison's sitting on his desk and looking at his the TV like this the whole time. 
and you're watching him like look at the TV like it's a fucking show from the 1980s, like it's a news channel from the 1980s, 1970s. Like, Should we start recording that? That like that? Should I put a video monitor next to me of and you? Talk to me like this. Oh, you know what? That's another important uh, quick note to make. Um, obviously, pretty much everyone's reintegrating back into normal life with COVID. And yes. so I asked Jess, I was like, can we do just a few more, like maybe three or four weeks uh, post baby um, remotely? And then I think for the most part, we'll be back to to our normal programming, which yeah, I hope you all are excited Let's to also be real. Like, you know, our sound sounds like we're in the same room together most of the time. So like if you're not watching, <laughs> Let's you don't be even real. really know. <laughs> our audio producer is fire. He is fire and I sleep with him on a regular basis, but not as much during quarantine because quarantine hasn't been as sexy. <laughs> quarantine is ruining our lives, but we're getting a divorce, um, but he's still going to keep doing our audio. <laughs> we have him on salaries, so, it's you know, so fire contra- contractually. Mm. Um, anyway, I just wanted to make sticky. that note, too, in case people are like, I wonder how long you guys are going to have separate video monitors at home um yeah no that was that moment was so awkward though it was so uncomfortable and i felt really bad for her too because it was like she jokingly grabbed jason's pocket like oh sure chris harrison and then found what seemed to be a tiny box i would be so mad though if that's how someone proposed to me which was with on facetime with chris harrison oh after recapping my breakups i would be furious (laughs) also not knowing too, like at that point when they were recording this she probably hadn't watched like they didn't have the show put together yet so Mm -hmm. she had no idea how they were going to make her look how they were going to make everything like come off and she's probably so nervous about having this like moment and then brings jason on and then if he were to have proposed i that would have surprised me jason seems like a smart guy (laughs) he doesn't seem like he's gonna look he's gonna wait for the dancing with the stars finale okay oh girl now that that's a that's that's what i was that was my first thought (gasps) oh but what if it's contingent on if she wins or not he's a little bit like listen (laughs) no you know you get to the top two talk about politicians you know jason it's it's gonna be if she loses because then he's gonna be like You've all you're always winning like in my heart and like every day is a dance with you. And like, will you do this eternal tango with me? <laughs> eternal and tango. then we'll get down. <laughs> then we'll get down. On <laughs> you heard it here first. You Rock. know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Also, wow. Talk about an incredible ballot. If that was on, on a card, Ben Higgins and uh, and Jason. I mean, that those are two politicians oh, running shit. mate. Come on. I don't yeah, know. I who feel would like be Ben the... would run for president and I feel like Jason would be the vice president, but Ben would be the puppet and Jason would be pulling the <laughs> yes. strings the whole time. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Or or would be or maybe like um uh Jason <laughs> Jason might be like I don't know the 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 uh the, the press manager? secretary or the campaign uh, manager. I could see I could see Jason coming and doing the speeches and being like this is actually what Mr. President meant. 
The PR manager. I know that I know that yesterday Mr. President went to a public school and told all the children that they had to fall in love before having sex. But what Mr. President could turn it around and would be like, love is love. What what he was saying is, is that sex and love are part of this beautiful (laughs) dance of life. And it doesn't matter who you love. You know what? Let's talk about let's talk about. Uh, president campaign or what do you call it? What is everyone's running? God damn it. Presidential <laughs> candidate Higgins stance on love and how all people deserve love. Love wins. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm wow. just telling you, hop on this opportunity. I don't know. I don't know what we might have cracked open here, but I mean... Was this was this Kaylin recap all over the place? Maybe. But you know what? At the end of the day, we figured out the future of our country, including Ben and Jason. And I feel like we're it's all going to be fine. in Ben and Jason's hands. <laughs> we're all going to be okay. Team BJ. I'll make buttons. <laughs> you can get them on our site. Okay, now that's going to be the new shirt. We're going to have a campaign shirt for Ben Higgins and Jason, and they're going to have no idea. They're going to say, have no idea what's going on, and be like, why are all these Bachelor fans talking about us running for president? I love it. I'm 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 down to like have both of us come on with their faces on shirts, and they're oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'll plaster them all over. Love it. Well, Broads, thank you for tuning into this wild roller coaster ride. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm super excited to recap, um, you know, our future president's um, episode next week, his season recap. Um, ho- I, Becca may or may I, not. I hope I'm not joining. Like, I hope. Uh, yeah, I, I hope. I hope for your your sake that that you will have gone into labor at this point. You know what? I'm just. Um, my due date's in two days, by the way, for those curious. Um, I'm just hoping that I have a Gemini baby. Yeah. And I, I don't appreciate Gemini. the Gemini hate in my DMs of people slandering my fellow air sign's name. I I'm- love Geminis. And I personally have had less <laughs> pleasant experience with cancers. Oh, so- and now we have the cancer shade. Hey, I am a Gemini rising, so... I'm offended as well. I people I come off as a Gemini to people so that I forgot you're a Gemini rising. I am. Our us air sign bitches, you know, what are you going to do? Know, I know. God, I no, mean, no wonder this recap was all over the place. Just a couple of air signs floating around <laughs> trying to figure it out. I mean, I have dated two cancers and uh, slept with many Geminis and, you know, I, I like Geminis. And you would like your. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, horrible. no, no, no. But uh... we're taking that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, my point being is I can understand the Gemini ways. Okay. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Anyway. Anyway. All right. But next well, week's going to be really fun. Um. But also, just so you all know, I know that we've been talking about how um we're only doing one episode now for the next three weeks. But what Becca and I decided is that we have some incredible episodes with some amazing black women who have come on this show before. Oh my God. And we wanted to repost those episodes. So um, on. Yeah. And also, hopefully, you can go support. Some of them have like 
you know, functioning like businesses that you can or services that you can go and support. Yes, they uh, have they have businesses, they have podcasts. Um, Also, um, it is Pride Month right now. And um, some of these women are queer women. So we thought that this would be just a perfect like fun conversation, re-conversation. And they're three of our favorite episodes that we've ever had. And um, most of you broads who have listened to it or listen to them absolutely love the episodes. And I know we have a lot of new listeners, so I think that it's going to be exciting. So um, on Thursday, we'll be dropping one and the next Thursday and next Thursday until we get back into the... uh, Yeah, so enjoy that bonus bonus content. And I think some of them, even if you've already listened, are worth the re-listen. They really are fantastic episodes. I've listened to a few of them numerous times. And it's Good not stuff. to hear my own voice, Brats. <laughs> it's not to hear my own voice. Well, uh, and with that, we will chat soon. We'll chat soon. <laughs>